Hello, welcome to another episode of the Crest Couch Pod. Today, I want to chat about two things specifically, and I get they're related. (laughs) I get they're related, and that will become more clear as we go through it, because on the surface, they might not sound related at all. But the first thing I'm going to chat about is voiced text note containers. And then the second thing I'm going to talk about is laughter healing more than tears. So let's see where we go with this because I'm curious myself, but I was pinged. I was like, nope, both need to be talked about right now. It's like, okay, let's go. So I'm going to start off with the voice text note containers. I'm curious if you have ever been in one. I recently, January, joined a group style one and I'm obsessed, like literally obsessed. And I've been, or I've had them before where with one-on-ones, you know, you kind of have the side support if needed, but I didn't really utilize it. And it wasn't until I was in a group one for myself that I realized the immense benefit from it. Because think about it, like traditionally, when you're working with coaches, mentors, facilitators, the main focus is the calls, right? There's these calls, like maybe weekly or biweekly, and that's where program information is dropped or you get facilitation or there's Q&A. And so it's a very masculine energy in the sense that it's very structured, right? It's like, here's the call and you show up at this time, drum up the energy and we'll see what we create. I, I mean, I love calls. So don't, don't think this is me like poo-pooing on calls. I love calls. And I'm just seeing the benefit of what a text voice note container can also provide. So with something like a call, you also have to wait until the call time, right? Even if it's a totally unstructured, free-flowing call, you still have to wait. Like if something comes up for you, it's like, well, I guess, you know, I'll see if this is still relevant by the call, right? And so there's something I've realized where things can move so quickly when you're able to address the energy as it is popping, like as it is intuitively popping, like it's just, it's not me needing to kind of force it. It is just naturally up. And that is the strength, I would say, of the voice text note container. So what this looks like specifically is one of two popular apps, which is Voxer or WhatsApp. And I've been doing WhatsApp because I'm more familiar with it. But um, basically, it is exactly what it sounds like. You have a channel with maybe a group or one-on-one where you can leave texts or voice messages. And then your provider can respond to you like in real time. And... Basically, if something comes up like a win, something you're excited about or something you're struggling with, you can drop it, right? And then pretty quickly, pretty quickly thereafter, you can get feedback or tweaks or support or whatever right then and there. Like, how does it get better than that? Because (laughs) that has just made my process go so much faster. Now, I am still choosing to do calls as well because I get there's there's just benefits to both, right? But I just didn't see how powerful the voice text note thing could be, truly. So 
I love how it's just following where we're going as a collective, where it is more organic, it's free flowing, right? And especially when it's in a group, like the energy is always stimulated to some degree because someone's dropping a win, someone's dropping a struggle and someone's observing. It's just, you can feel so much in there. And then it also will stimulate the exact material that comes out, right? So it's like totally based on where people are at. And then that material comes out versus a really structured program. Now, again, I see benefits to it all because structured calls where you're teaching something is really helpful to get to very specific points that you want to talk about, right? So that happens. And once you've gotten past that, being in these free flowing energy containers, it's like it takes the foundational information to the next level. Because this is something I've been talking about online is the way we learn is A, through repetition, but B, the true knowing of the information is when it is embodied, which means I'm having a real time experience that I can apply the knowledge to like, oh, this is what you meant by, you know, my awareness or my inspired pang or my intuitive knowing right in real time, knowing it at the cognitive level is just not the same. And I get that that's where kind of our structured teaching calls are at, right? And then you can have the unstructured calls where you start to explore that stuff a little bit more. But these text voice notes, I tell you, because it's just like, I can just be cleaning or something and then boom, something drops in my mind. I'm like, ooh, I'd really love clarity on that. Drop it in my chat and then go off and do something else, yada, yada. Come back to the chat later and it's been responded to. And it's like, wow, that is so cool because then in the moment, things are clear. So that's my spiel on that. I'm excited to see where it goes. So as you know, if you've been listening to these calls, I've been talking about Spacious, my Spacious Mastermind, which is starting today. And that is my group container on that. And so I'm really excited. I mean, basically it is focused on facilitating folks through getting more clarity, trusting themselves by creating space in their life, space in their mind, space in their calendar, space in their surroundings. And why space? Because we want to lean on you, trust you, and strengthen your intuitive knowing because that is your ultimate guide. That's your ultimate compass. So that's a focus in there. But because I am so excited about these voice text note containers, I've actually recently just opened just that for one-on-ones. It's called Back Pocket 101. It's me and your back pocket. So these or this experience doesn't have calls, although you could do session calls if you wanted to do that as well. I'm available for one-on-one calls, but I'm doing this back pocket one-on-one separate. So you could do the calls add-on or not, and you could choose to do it for a day, a week, a month, right? Just whatever you feel called where you find and you sense that it would be a contribution to have me in your back pocket just available to address whatever's coming up. Now, I like to clarify with folks, this is similar, you know, these text voice note chats are similar to how you'd text a friend, right? Like maybe something's active in the moment, you're both available to talk, or then maybe later you text something and you don't hear back from them for like an hour or two or whatever, right? Something's coming up, they're doing other things, they come back. So these containers are really similar. It's not 
an on-call or crisis management situation, right? That's where someone's just responding immediately, although sometimes that is happening. But it's basically the same as being able to drop something and then you go off and live your life and then come back and, oh, cool, now I have more awareness on that. So just wanted to clarify that. It's just, it's been such a cool experience. So I'm going to seek to tie this <laughs> to laughter heals more than tears because I get that when you get the in-moment reframe, that that is truly such a contribution to your vibration, right? Because if we're seeking to overall raise our baseline vibration, like how we are vibrating regularly, what emotional state are we regularly in? Then if you're struggling with something, rather than going another three or four days till your call, you're able to get feedback in the moment and start to shift your vibration, right? And it's not about you needing to be feeling joyful and blissed out all the time. I mean, that's not accurate for us in our human bodies, right? It's just not something that I've seen anyone able to choose yet. So there's something about the speed at which the voice text note situation can facilitate helping you get back to this baseline. So what do I mean by laughter heals more than tears? I, well, I would say through my psychology journey, I recognize where there's just a lot of focus on the pain, a lot of focus on the pain and a lot of value has been placed on the big release, like the big emotional release, the big, very tearful release. Now, I appreciate that our bodies need to weather, right? So I'm going to caveat this whole thing with, I'm not saying, I'm not saying at all, don't cry. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying ignore your emotions. That is not what I'm saying. Because especially when we are going through grief or an acute traumatic experience or something, right? It's like a storm comes through and our bodies need to weather. So when it can feel really, I want to say like just natural, like the tears are coming and just kind of let them flow. That That's the release. That's the healing that can be so helpful. What I'm starting to look at is the almost, I don't want to say forced, but really focused look at the pain. Because if we know just simply from manifestation, the law of attraction, the more we look at something, the more we put attention to something, the more we draw it to us. And we start to reinforce those neural pathways. So just think about it like this. What if you are, you're working in therapy for something, right? I'm just using therapy as an example. It could be any modality. But you're going to therapy and you're going every week and you keep looking at this trauma. Maybe it's a childhood trauma or something. And you, it's just, it's pain. Every week it's pain painful. Maybe you're crying about it. You come out, you feel drained. Maybe there's like a little relief, but you're just exhausted, right? You're exhausted because weathering, especially if it's really painful and you dissociate from your body a bit in the process is very, very tiring, right? It drains your energy. So when I was starting to look at that versus this idea of laughter and levity and things being light, you feel energized afterwards. Now, 
I want to clarify this. I don't mean you, I feel crappy. So now I need to laugh about it. That's what Janine said. She said, laugh about it. That no, I'm not talking about that, right? It's not bypassing kind of what's naturally coming up. What I'm looking at is how could you incorporate laughter into your life as a release? Because how do you feel after you laugh? You feel relieved, you feel energized, right? And what if that could create just as much, if not more, healing than tears? Because it's also bringing your vibration towards the direction that you want to go. Now, what do I mean by laughter is like, we laugh when things are true. Like we laugh when things are true where it's kind of like sarcasm or we can kind of actually giggle at ourselves. Like that's an interesting choice I'm doing from a non-judgmental place, right? That's the healing place. It can't, you can't be going to judgment about it. Like beating yourself up about it. Laughter. It has to be like, Oh my God, that's so silly. Like I can't kind of vibes, just light levity. I just, I'm looking at just how many always kind of prioritize the pain over this. Like for some reason, have we decided that pain is more valuable? I mean, if we come from the point of view that life has to be hard to be valuable, then certainly we will look for pain. So I want to clarify why this is like coming up because I just, within the one-on-one work that I do with folks, it is focused more towards this, right? It's kind of like when the tears naturally come up, cool, let them flow. But we're not going and excavating pain. We're not seeking to reinforce more of it. We're seeking to reprogram, recalibrate, regulate, right? So that you are at a great healing space or vibrational state. So I've just seen it oftentimes, sometimes with one-on-one clients who are still in this thought process where I need to be experiencing a lot of pain with you to know that I am getting better. And it's like, oh, that that's interesting. I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's one way to do it. And for me, I just have never super resonated with that. And it's funny because, you know, I've done all the things. I've done traditional therapy where it was that. And man, I was exhausted. I was exhausted. Like literally after each session, I was drained and, you know, needed time to recover. And it wasn't until recently where I had a deep tissue massage. And this gal who's very gifted and great at what she does, like does deep tissue work along with almost kind of like hypnosis work for the release. Um, So this is where it's like during your game massage. And then also she's guiding you towards maybe just whatever your subconscious wants to reveal. And so as she was working on my hip flexor, (laughs) of course, one place where trauma's held, there was a lot coming up for me, right? Just a lot of past wounds and whatnot that were coming up for me that I was exploring and then feeling quite tearful about. And it's funny because I, you know, on one hand there was like the release, the, um, tearful, emotional release that needs to come through. And then kind of as there was more excavating, more and more and more. Well, afterwards, although it felt like there had been some clearing and some purging, I've also needed some time to recover from that. Like it's been, I'm trying to think maybe a week now. And, you know, I had like physical pain in my body. I wasn't sleeping well. I was tired. Like just 
I felt a lot of the kind of reverb effects from looking at it all. Now, on one hand, I get where this can be helpful here and there in your life, right? If something is really stuck, if you're unconscious to something. And I don't sense that it would be helpful to be doing something like that once a week. Because I've had clients before talk to me about how they, you know, they also do therapy along with me, along with working with me, and whether it be EMDR or other trauma-focused therapy. And I just, I hear it over and over again where it is almost like the big painful release is the MVP. That means I'm getting better. And I want to encourage you to just look at it, right? If that's been your belief as well, look at your own personal experiences with that. Has that been the major contribution for you? Because back in the day, my early 20s, when I was going to therapy and kind of doing that style of treatment, I felt so drained. At the same time, I was training to be a fitness instructor um, for this cardio bar method. <clears throat> and I sense, although it was helpful for me to excavate things, what was really transformative, besides learning about boundaries and all those things, was working out a lot. Like I was becoming very physically active and I get that the somatics are what changed it for me personally. So when I look to this just recent experience with the massage and I can appreciate, wow, okay, that's really interesting. This, this must be really doing something because it's, you know, physical and, you know, they say trauma's trapped in the body, right? Body keeps the score, blah, 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 blah. I just wonder how often would I need to do something like that, right? Is that like a once or twice a year thing? Is it more? Because I get that it wouldn't be sustainable to do it like weekly, even once a month. I don't sense I'd be called to it that frequently, right? It'd be kind of like, I really need to just have a purge here. And so what I mean by laughter heals more than tears is that Laughter ultimately is a higher vibrational state. And if you are able to move energy, because this is what we're doing, right? Healing ultimately is about creating movement and energy, it not being stagnant, it being free flowing. And if laughing can get it moving and have you feeling good, then that ultimately is healing. What if you didn't need to do all this excavating on every single crappy thing that happened to you in your life in order to heal, move forward, and feel really good. So I'm cautious with the excavation because of the ease of reprogramming, re-traumatizing people to pain, right? To calibrating them to pain. Right, So I would just look at it for yourself. How often are you calibrating to pain? And what if healing didn't need to be so hard? Because what I work on with folks when I'm working with them one-on-one is in order of first regulating the nervous system, right? We just got to get regulated. A lot of it's somatic. Then we move on to the reframe portion, right? Because a lot of the times our thoughts have... uh, really 
calibrated to limiting beliefs or anxiety 101. And we can reframe those thoughts without needing to excavate. You actually don't always need to know the why. Sometimes the why is helpful, and we tend to be a little addicted to the why. This is like a whole other story. Um, rather than choosing, we're addicted to the why rather than choosing. And yeah, I mean, it can be helpful at times, but at other times, it's not really necessary. You can just choose something else, right? So the next step is reframing, and then we're looking at overall putting it all together, recalibrating the vibrational frequency. So how are you functioning in day-to-day life? And if there is a lot of focus on pain, then more of that shows up, right? Because if we're simply looking at it as the be, do, have model, which is you need to be your future self now in order to pull it towards you, what would you be choosing each day? How would you wake up? What would you be doing during your day? How would you be speaking to yourself? Would you be regulating? Would you be prioritizing exercise? Would you be prioritizing investing in you, right? What is the most expansive version of you that you can tap into? What are they choosing? And I get that it's probably not a lot of sitting on the couch, wallowing, focusing on a lot of pain every day, right? Likely you saw yourself energized, excited, choosing things that you love, just being excited about living, right? That is all so much lighter. So I guess I just want to leave you with not even an answer for you saying like, this is how many times you should excavate pain and this is how many times you should laugh. Not that, but what if you could listen to your body and just because people have decided that pain is the MVP, what if that didn't have to be true for you? All right, until next time.